0: Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like minded professionals using Grow CFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the Grow CFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and I've got Grow CFO's founder, Dan Wells, with me today. Hello, Dan. Hello, Kevin. Dan, I'm going to ask you a question How do you know you're ready to become a CFO?
1: That is a very good question, Kevin, and and there's no easy answer to that. Now, what I would say, there's a few different angles to look at here. You've you've kind of got the the mental side of it, and then you've actually got the sort of skills side of it as well. And, And we talk about a lot of this actually in the Grow CFO community. So taking those in turn, we find an awful lot of people in our future CFO program, they feel mentally ready for the role. They've been doing roles for a number of years now, which are probably direct reports into the CFO. And they've had sort of tasters at different aspects of the role and feel like they're kind of mentally ready to move on and make that step up. And so, you know, I think if you're at that stage in your career where you you feel you've done those types of roles for a while now, you feel you've you're kind of ready to take on that next challenge, then the chances are you're getting pretty close to, to make that step up. Um, but I think what's interesting, Kevin, is actually looking at the other side of it, and that's looking at the skills and experience required to become a CFO. And you know, there are certain things you can get types of experience around as you work through the different finance function roles or, or maybe take sort of other roles in practice, you know, maybe in accountancy firms, banks, you know, strategy consultancies, et And um, But actually, there's quite a lot of, of elements in the CFO role that you can only really get direct experience of when you're doing the role. Um, And we've had a look at our Grow CFO Competency Framework and looked at the average ratings for people um, at the point where they make that transition to becoming the CFO for the first time. Um, And across the different 45 skills in the framework, what we've noticed is that the average scores out of 10 for people making CFO for the first time is around about six or seven, which I personally find really interesting.
0: Yeah, that's kind of saying that It's very, very difficult to measure with any sort of index, whether you're ready or not. Now, uh, I read that there's no such thing as a readiness index for this role, but at least you can look at the competency framework and say, okay, where am I strong? Where am I weak? And I'd always interpret that as to, well, what sort of CFO do I want to be? Are there any of these weak areas that need to be a bit stronger for that type of CFO? Because I think Dan, There are many different types of CFO.
1: There are, Kevin. I mean, it's interesting. On this this subject, I mean, what you find that there are some skills that, you know, pretty much every CFO is going to need. I mean, you're going to need to have a pretty good awareness of the risk management side of things and and sort of be able to map the commercials into the financial story. Um, You're also going to have to have good leadership skills. You're going to have to be good at managing a team. Um and, and certain soft skills around communication, relationship building, et cetera, is just going to be absolutely fundamental to your role. And um, so I think when when we look at this, you know, there's certain skills that most CFOs need to develop, and, and certainly they feature very heavily in, in the competency framework. But but Kevin, as you say, I mean, it's quite hard to create a CFO readiness index that you know covers every type of CFO role because we've got lots of different types of CFO roles out there. And just picking up on a few of the most common ones, you've got the financier CFO. Um, These types of people will be ideal for businesses who are maybe you are going to be heavily reliant on external fundraising over the next few years. You know, having lots of experience around debt and equity markets. You know, leading private placements, public offerings. You know, dealing with the different types of institutions out there. Um, you know, those types of people are, are going to have a key role to play in certain businesses. Uh, but then on the yeah, other that's side, that
0: sort of CFO, Dan, you may even come from a completely different background. You might not be an accountant like you and I. You might have come through a banking background
1: that's that's very true kevin and and we've done a lot of analysis recently and look, looked at the routes to cfo for people and and certainly when we look at the companies out there who have have got back in from you know vcs or private equity houses actually quite a lot of their cFOs have come directly from investment banks because you know they are very very strong on the fundraising side um, and they recognize that you know not only that but actually a lot of the m a skills are going to be key to their journey as well
0: yeah, and MA is definitely something that's not reserved for accountants. There are, because it's, it's a specialism in in handling and analysing and interpreting data rather than interpreting the financial accounts of the business.
1: That's no, right, Kevin. So, as you say, very different skills and and certainly, you know, you can see why you know, some people actually map into that type of CFO role very well based on their, their previous experience and types of skills that they've built up. Mm. And I think that the next one's quite interesting as so, well. I mean, the, the strategist CFO, you know, a, a lot of people are talking about the strategic CFO and how they're so important for their business. I mean, these are the types of people that are helping to develop long-term strategies and goals and, and are really working closely with the wider executive team to make sure that these plans are executed effectively. Um, and we're seeing a lot of, people come into a cfo role with huge amounts of business and commercial experience and really being able to translate that knowledge into helping the company grow and, and execute their strategy
0: yeah it's it's interesting i think a lot of those strategic cfos may well have done roles in organizations that are outside the finance function they may have made a few horizontal moves rather than vertical moves during their career
1: They have Kevin. And again, I mean we've been doing a lot of research on this. We've seen a lot of people come from sort of strategy roles, you know, either in-house strategy roles as as part of a you know a wider executive team in in a high growth business, or alternatively, you know, maybe through the strategy consulting route where they've been advising lots of clients on these types of things as a career professional. Mm,
0: Yeah. So what about what about the next type of CFO, Dan? there must be one that's much more so, kind of operational
1: there is and you, know, you almost named it i mean the operator cfo kevin you know again very very important for certain types of businesses now the, the name in the title kind of gives it away you know very responsible for the day-to-day operational side of the company um you'll find that you know their, their focus is very much on making sure the company's running smoothly and Clearly, you know, they're going to have to have lots of knowledge and experience of working in operational roles to keep everything on track. And um, what you tend to find is that nowadays, a lot of CFO roles actually have a big focus on being responsible for a number of different functions within the business. And um, so it's not just leading the finance team, which in itself is a huge responsibility, uh, but also we're seeing lots of CFOs responsible for things like the IT function, the legal function, uh, procurement, HR, you know, real estate, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, so absolutely. You know, there's a lot of businesses out there that you know really value the operational side of the CFO skills.
0: Yeah. If, if- then, In short, if it's a back office skill, chances are in some organisation somewhere, there's a CFO in charge of it.
1: That's right, Kevin. And, and you know, I think I think what, what we're saying here is is actually, you know, there's a lot of different skills to becoming a CFO. And, you know, when you look at the, the Grow CFO Competency Framework and you benchmark yourself against the 45 different skills, the chances are you're going to find that you're very very strong in certain categories but actually you've got quite significant skills gaps in others and you, know, you can almost kind of look at this high level and think well what has been your path to get into where you are now um, and therefore you know, where have you spent most of your time and focus in terms of you know, building up an expertise, becoming famous for something and really developing market leading skills? Um, and you know, when, when we talk to people about this in the future CFO program, you know, a lot of people say to us, well you know, what should I do? Should I really try and work hard to master all 45 of these skills? Um, but actually in reality it's just impo- it's, it's almost impossible to become a master of so many different things Mm. um and i don't know about you kevin i i'm a big believer that you know it's really important to make sure that you're playing to your strengths and that you are bringing the the best of you to your company so they're really getting maximum benefit from all those different things you can offer yeah
0: and i'm reflecting there dan on module three of the future cfo program which which is the the first one of the modules that i lead and Module two, module one, module two, were all about assessing skills. Module three, you kind of have this moment of thinking, well, actually, I feel as though I'm weak in far too many of these. This feels like a bit of a mountain to climb. And module three is all about sitting back and saying, well, actually, what sort of CFO do I want to be? Where do I want to be in three years' time? What's important to me? Do I want to be in a, a small, fast-growing company? Am I going to be in a, lo- a large, established organisation? Um, am I going to be in an organisation that needs to go and raise funds? Am I going to be in an organisation that's focused on acquisitions? And each one of those scenarios needs a different set of skills. So I tend to say, fine, you've looked at, the Grow CFO competency framework, you've assessed yourself in 45 different things. Well, not all of those 45 are important right now. Let's discount the ones you're already happy with, how strong you are. And let's take the ones that you feel weak. And I would say to anybody, it's okay. Is that relevant to the sort of CFO you want to be? High, medium, low. And then I'd say to people, how imminent is the need for that skill? Is this something you're gonna to need to use next week, next month? Is it a couple of quarters away or is it maybe two or three years away? And very, very quickly, you've interpreted what looks like a competency framework that's showing you a lot of gaps into a development plan that's only focused down into three or four areas. three or four that actually matter because they're important to the sort of CFO you want to be and they're fairly imminent in terms of need on your career path or the latest challenge of the business you're currently working for.
1: I agree Kevin and you know it's one of the things that we we actually almost start with in the future CFO program we ask people you know what type of CFO do you want to be um, and in what type of business would you ideally like to land your first role? Um, and I think that's a really important people to stop and th- a really important question for people to stop and think about because actually there's quite a lot of unique characteristics about a business, and when you look at it, you know they break down into various different areas. I'll give you a few examples. So. You know, first of all the size of the company you know you, you need to find the size of a company that's right for you now many people will say actually you know your, your first cfo role probably going to be in a startup or a scale up but again you know they, they vary in size and if it's too small you know maybe it's pre revenue startup for example you know actually are you, are you really doing the full aspects of the cfo role you know will you have enough responsibilities will you have the resources will you be able to Get the team around you who can help complement any sort of skills gaps that, that you've got, um, but at the same time, if it's too large, you know maybe you're spread too thin. Maybe it's you know just a step too far for you, or or actually the chances of you getting that job in the first place are quite remote. Um, I think when you start to look at other areas, you know you've got the industry sector. I mean, again, if you, know, if, you can play, if you can play in an industry that you're really comfortable with, where you've got a huge passion, you're genuinely interested about it, and you know, you've, you've done roles in that industry before, I think it really helps. Um, when I look at some of the others, we've got ownership structure as well. I mean, you can imagine being the, the CFO in a Pback business, very, very different to being in a public company, for example.
0: Or in a family business.
1: Absolutely, Kevin. And, you know, then they start throwing a few other things into the mix. I mean, you know, there's the size, there's the maturity, there's the ownership structure, there's the geography, you know, there's the nature of the workforce, there's the customers, the suppliers, the level of regulation, um, and of course, the business strategy. So, you know, there's lots and lots of different things to think about here.
0: Yeah. And now you might be going into a number of different scenarios. And I can think of three straight away off the top of my head. I mean, You've got a fast-growing company. They might be appointing a CFO for the very first time. You've got a blank piece of paper. On the other hand, you might be taking over from a a previous CFO. Could be a couple of scenarios there, Dan. that, That CFO might have been underperforming. So they're after somebody who can address some very particular things because that Previous person wasn't doing them. The other hand, uh, the one that I think is actually the hardest to take over from is the person who's moving on, who was well liked, really had a finance function that was was in order. He was advising the board. He had a lot of great relationships in the business, and you know, he's a tough act to follow. It's like the poison chal- chal- the poison chalice of following Alex Ferguson into Manchester United. <laughs>
1: Well, it's interesting, Kevin. I mean, we were talking about that earlier. And yeah, I mean, he or she you know, could, could be very difficult to follow. And you know, actually, yeah, there's a number of different reasons why you may be hired to become that CFO, you know, whatever your first role may be. Um, and I think, you know, it's really important to understand what your CFO transition scenario is, um, and exactly why people have brought you in so, so yeah it's a very interesting topic that and, and something that we cover a lot within the program but um but uh, yeah I, I do think that you know people should think very hard about what type of cfo role they want and you know i'm a big believer that you know if if, if you're talented you know you've got that passion and energy about wanting to become a cfo and um, there's absolutely the right role out there for you and you know i, I see too many people you know just almost kind of just forcing themselves into the role to get that job title for the first time when actually maybe it's not the right company for them and um, that's, that's uh, the wrong
0: thing to do dan if you, if you force yourself into the role you're setting yourself up to either underperform or have a very stressful time
1: that's right kevin and you know i, I always look at it you know how likely are you to thrive as a cfo in that role um, and, and when I mean thrive, you know, not not just in terms of you know making a big impact, but but also genuinely you know, feeling passionate about it, you know, being really happy and you know turning up, you know, really positive, you know, feeling that you're going to make a big impact, and 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 then actually that the company is is you know it has the right culture in place to allow you to. Implement your objectives that you know are, are important to that to that business, and you know, every company has its own culture, and I think it's important that people think about you know what type of culture have you generally worked well in in the past. You know, mm-hmm. some people some people like to be in you know very you know dynamic you know fast moving you know pressurized cultures where you know it always feels like there's lots and lots of things happening. You know, they get a real buzz from doing that. And whereas actually others you know they like to be given a bit more time you know that thinking time that space you know that ability to really sort of translate the you know the different needs into proper objectives and, and you know processes and stuff you know maybe that's more value to you and you know there'll be different environments where where some people will thrive versus others and
0: I can reflect on that in my own career Dan and not not as a CFO but as a management consultant and my early consulting experience was in Cooper's and liebrand who, merge with PW to form PwC, and that really didn't change things. There's a a slightly different, but still a very nice culture in PwC, not quite as good as the Cooper's culture, but then PwC Consulting, as was, was sold, and we were taken over by IBM, and I didn't stay in IBM very long because I really didn't like the other bits of culture that were coming in from that organization it just didn't fit with with my personal values ways i like to work and independence with clients so you know, having the right culture is is very very important when you choose the role that you want to go for
1: it is kevin and you know part of that is is actually your relationship with the ceo as well because the cfo is going to work very very closely with the CEO and and actually when when you look at a lot of the people who land their first CFO role you know I think everyone recognizes that they're going to have skills gaps they're going to have gaps in their experience that's just inevitable when you're you know stepping up to a new role for the first time but but actually it's really important to understand you know what types of people are you likely to work well with? Um, and, and that certainly goes for your CEO. It goes for the, you know, the wider leadership team. It goes for your key stakeholders. It goes for your, your finance team members. And I think when, when you're trying to sort of look in advance at a business and think whether it's a good match for you, um, yeah, I, I think you need to do a lot of research about that. I think you need to start to get a feel for who the, the key individuals are by you know looking on the website, looking on their social media pages, you know, obviously you, hopefully you're going to get some some direct time with these individuals to you know ask them questions, start to build up rapport and, and really see if you connect as well.
0: Yeah. And I, I'd say as well, Dan, don't be put off by a long interview process. Uh, if there's if there's more than one interview and it's with more than one person well, that's giving you a very, very good opportunity to work out whether these are people you can work with and get on with.
1: It certainly is, Gavin. And you know, I remember some of the interview processes I've been through in the past, and you, know, you keep getting introduced to more and more people, and you know, sometimes you wonder why that, that's happening. But actually, it, it does show you just how important it is to, to really get to know everybody yeah. and take the time to, to make sure you do fit in properly.
0: Yeah. So, and I, I'd say that you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you.
1: It's definitely a two-way thing. I, I see an interview as a conversation rather than yeah, you know, a, a recruitment process in itself. But um, but no, it's uh, it's certainly an interesting topic that. But, uh, yeah,
0: but I that, think that's, what... that's taking us off down a rabbit hole, Dan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> certainly is, Kevin. But I, I think in summary, you know, I think it's it's really important to have a proper action plan to get yourself, you know, CFO ready. And yeah, you know, I, I mean, sort of more sort of mentally, really, and and feeling that you know, it's the right time for you to take that step up. Mm. Um, and, you know, what we're trying to say here is, you know, there, there's no sort of one-size-fits-all CFO readiness index that so you can just go along and say, right, I've scored X, I'm now ready. You know, it doesn't work like that. Um, but what we've done in Grow CFO is we've tried to look at the different components about what CFO readiness really means and how you can do a proper CFO readiness assessment for this. Um, and for me, it's about looking at various different things and then pulling them all together to work out, you know, what is your plan? You know, what is it you need to do between now and really having that opportunity to learn your first job? Um, and if I just summarise those, I mean, the, the first one is to come and join the Future CFO programme and you know, work through the programme, you know, benefit from the professional mentors that are, are delivering the different workshops. Um, and one of the first things you'll do in the programme is to complete the Grow CFO Competency Framework to get a feel for where are you really strong and what type of CFO role you know, would really be good for you. And versus where you're going to need to kind of cover your blind spots for your team and I think the the other things which you know I think are really important is to work with the professional mentors and they've got huge amounts of board level CFO experience and they'll be able to help you map out you know what are your characteristics what are your skills what are your experiences um, and help you with your development areas but also give you that confidence to really go and and grab that opportunity and we've then got some Growth CFO finance leader challenges, um, and we haven't really talked about it, Kevin. But you know, there's a lot of personal challenges around making that step up. You know, mm. a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome. A lot of people. Um, suddenly find themselves doing things they've never done before you know, have to completely change their behaviors you know it can be very easy to suddenly become overwhelmed with tasks so um, the finance leader challenges are really good for that Um, and then I think the the final thing is is looking at your personal brand and you know making sure that you're doing everything you can to portray the right kind of brand and and, you know develop that reputation that, that you're looking to develop um, and making sure you've got that powerful support network around you, because that's going to be essential for getting the right feedback, for helping you to open up those opportunities and to influence the key decision makers.
0: Yeah, I think looking at the, the future CFO programme, Dan, now I talked about module three and how we work out where your skills gaps are and the ones you've got to concentrate on. Then you can go along and look at those outside of the remaining modules of the programme because the program goes on and talks about some of those softer things that you've been mentioning. Yeah. How do you build your personal brand? How do you strengthen your network and engage with the right people? How do you then approach actually getting the job itself? And then moves on to thinking about what do you do around blueprinting your finance function? What do you do around making sure you hit the ground running in your first 100 days in a new role? So the, the, the programme goes in a, a different direction, just purely looking at skills. And then you mentioned those finance leader challenges, Dan. I've always thought that you're ahead head of finance, you're a financial controller. Well, you're you're the inward face of finance. You're running the finance team, you're cr- crunching the numbers, you're presenting the numbers to the business, and you're you're in a, A comfort zone that you qualified to do and you've done at a higher and higher level through your career to date. The big thing about CFO is that you become the external face of finance. And you're now, as well as the C suite, which is probably taking you more senior than you've been before, you're you're facing up to customers, suppliers, investors, and so on. And I, I think it's because you've taken that 180 degree pivot that nobody taught you about in your exams and you probably haven't had a great chance to do moving up through the finance function, that it's only natural that, you know, you feel a lack of confidence. You feel a bit of imposter syndrome and you struggle with a lot of the things that we we talk about in those finance leader challenge workshops.
1: Certainly, Kevin. And yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the, the people listening to this podcast, yeah, they'll, they'll fall into one of, of a few different buckets. There'll, there'll be some people who, you know, are still looking to make that step up for the first time. And you know, they'll be thinking about this, thinking, right, well, what is the right opportunity for me? You know, what path should I, I go down? And um, what development areas do I need to really prioritise in my learning plan? And you know, I, I hope this has given you lots of sort of things to think about for that. Um, but then also there'll be those people who have made that step up. You know, Maybe you're doing the role for the first time. Maybe you know, you've done it a couple of times, but you still feel there's, there's various bits of it that you'd really like to, to improve in. Um, and, and, you know, the chances are that you're probably going to be suffering from some of these personal challenges. You know, you're still going to be maybe trying to work out where is the exact right place for you to go and thrive in, in your CFO career. Um, but, yeah, as I say, you know, I do think it's a combination of doing these different things. You know, get involved in the programmes, you know, talk to people within your peer groups in our community, um, you know, and take that, take that grow CFO competency framework assessment to really sort of work out where you are now compared to your peers.
0: So if you're if you're listening to this and think and you're either thinking about that first CFO role or you're already in a CFO role, there's a few things to do. Number one, whatever level you're at, you can take the Grow CFO competency framework. It's on the website and it's completely free. Number two, if you're thinking about making the step up for the first time, you can come along to a module one of the future CFO program. Again, click on the future CFO program on the website. And there's a button to sign up for that that first module, which is effectively, it's just an overview of the program. We talk in more detail about what the program is all about and whether it's right for you. And the third thing, if you're a a CFO in your first role, well, you're feeling as though there's some things you'd like some help with, some things that you might want to improve, as well as the online courses, maybe thinking about mentoring is right for you. And we've got a, a CFO program that is all about group and individual mentoring, and you know, we're more than happy to have a chat. Just fill in the inquiry form on the website.
1: That's right, Kevin. I mean, there's certainly plenty there for people to think about, and yeah, you know, as you said, yeah, you know, I think the main thing is to recognise, you know, that actually everybody needs help. You know, it's there's nothing wrong with asking for help. It's not, it's not sort of suggesting that you know, you're you're been defeated or you're not capable or anything like that um, it's just everybody is going to need help because it's, it's a big step up you know, there's a lot of responsibility um, you'll find that actually most people you know in the c-suite roles will have some form of executive coaching or mentoring you know program that, that they're involved in so you know as a cfo you know, it should be the same for you and you know come and have a conversation with us you know, we'll, we'll tell you uh, what different options there are we'll design a package that's tailored for what you need
0: um, and yeah, really looking forward to helping you. Dan, that has been fantastic. So I'm concluding there's no such thing as a guide to readiness for a CFO. It's different for every person. There are a lot of challenges and there are a lot of ways we can help. So thank you hugely for answering that simple question that I put to you in the first 30 seconds of the podcast this week.
1: <laughs> it's a pleasure, Kevin. Great to speak to you.